Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. And Escott dropping the puck with Ride the Lightning by Metallica. Bob Stoffer at the 630 Chen broadcast location in Rogers Place, 8th floor, Ice District. The Oilers and the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, playing tonight. Brendan, uh, and I know you're back in the 630 Chen studios. Do you know what the term Ride the Lightning sort of stems from or emanates from? No, I, I couldn't tell you what the turn of phrase I'm is. I'm pretty sure that Stephen King deployed it, if I'm not mistaken, in uh, sort of as a euphemism for what inmates uh, faced when they were in death row and were about to get put to the electric chair. So thank you for the moribund start to uh, tonight's <laughs> show. I'm almost certain that's what it... Somebody can correct me on the Ashley Fine Flores text line at 780-496-0063. Like, the Lightning are a good team. They've played in the last three Stanley Cup finals, and we are going to get into... A bit of a template that Edmonton might be trying to take. This is Oilers now for World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax. World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. You know what? I didn't even uh, check in. Uh, I'm going to have to put a text in here just to verify something. I'm sure you would have seen it on Twitter. But coming up on today's show, a full preview of tonight's matchup between the Edmonton Oilers and the Tampa Bay Lightning Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque at 12:35, Edmonton Oilers defenseman Cody CC at 105 today, um, and then John Shannon's going to swing by and join us. He's actually in Edmonton. He's working uh, tonight's broadcast for NHL Hockey and Rogers with Louis and Jack and Gene Principe. Uh, I'll be joining them during the intermissions as well. Cam Moon and myself, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, Brendan Escott, all part of the Oilers radio network. So it is the Edmonton Oilers and the Tampa Bay Lightning, two teams going pretty good and that's our top story which is as always is presented by our friends at legacy heating and cooling steven and the team at legacy will look after you i know i had a little uh issue about uh, three weeks ago and they stepped up to the plate whether it's heating or cooling you need get it with no payments and no interest for a year that's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling and the lightning come in with a five game winning streak and a plus 33 goal differential the edmonton Oilers have won four games in a row they are plus 18 tampa bay overall on the season with a record of 29-13-1, the Oilers 25-18-3. And, oh, by the way, the Edmonton Oilers uh, beat the Lightning in the only game played between the two teams earlier this season back on November the 8th in Tampa. That was the second of a back-to-back. They played in Washington the night before the Oilers. They got sliced and diced uh, for four power play goals by uh, the Capitals and ended up on the heels of that winning 3-2 in Tampa despite losing Evander Kane, that very scary incident with the skate cut across the wrist. Connor Yamamoto also got hurt in that game. Kane obviously back well ahead of schedule for tonight's return engagement. And that is our top story again for Legacy Heating and Cooling. The Oilers and Lightning, two teams Two good teams going at it. Last night, uh, Steven Stamkos scored his 500th goal. The Lightning lit up the Vancouver Canucks. The Canucks, by the way, are 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. Edmonton's in Vancouver on Saturday. The Canucks have Colorado tomorrow at home. 
Uh, the Oilers have Tampa tonight, the second of a back-to-back. Got to capitalize against these teams. Now, last March, these two teams met. Edmonton played arguably one of their best regular season games of the year. I think they had like 47 or 48 shots on goal and route to a 4-1 victory. Connor McDavid scoring two brilliant goals in that game, including one where he walked and I mean walked Victor Hedman. Uh, got the puck in the neutral ice area, beat him outside on an outside drive, took it hard to the hole. Uh, Brian Elliott was in goal that night. It will be Andre Vasilevsky against uh, the Oilers' Jack Campbell uh, tonight. So there you have it. Again, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. And our River Creek Resort and Casino hotline is the same number, 780-496-0063. Country music star Gord Bamford takes the stage at the River Creek on February the 10th. He's a big hockey fan. The River Creek Resort and Casino excitement bet on it. We'll have the game day lineup report for you at about 12.22. But at this time, we go into the Oilers now. Audio Vault for direct workwear specialized to work with your business. Outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and in Fort McMurray. Oilers and Lightning tonight. The Oilers will go with the same lineup, 11-7. and seven. Jack Campbell starts in goal. Jay Woodcroft, Oilers head coach, had these comments on players finding their roles. Well, I think what happens is when your team gets healthy and you have um, you have multiple people competing for places in the lineup or competing for ice time, I think it benefits the entire team as a whole because you're getting everybody's best effort um, just from the fact that nobody wants to be the person that doesn't play that night or that doesn't play a lot that night um, because there is the threat of another uh, really good player um, you know waiting in the wings uh, just in case you don't have your you know you don't have it that night I think uh, we've talked a lot here over the last few weeks about hard decisions we've talked a lot about um, how nothing great ever comes from comfort zones and I think when you have multiple people um, vying for ice time and jockeying for position up and down the lineup I think uh, it's to the benefit of the organization and our team as a whole. Jay Woodcroft is the Edmonton Oilers head coach. Uh, the Oilers have been very good on the road, 14-7-1. They're trying to catch the same lightning in the bottle that they did down the stretch last year. 15-0-1 in their final 16 regular season home games at Rogers Place. That said, they did drop two of their first three home games at Rogers Place in the playoff series against the LA Kings. Uh, so that means they would have won uh, game two and then they won game seven and then they won both against Calgary so that's four wins uh, and then they lost both against Colorado so they were four and four at home four and four on the road last year in the playoffs but 14 seven and one away from Rogers place the orders up to 11 11 and two by the way uh, just because this is the sort of thing that I do uh, Brendan have you taken a look at the orders schedule for the next eight games and I realize they have a bye week but the next eight games after tonight's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning? I was filling out my calendar the other day. It's looking a little bit soft, isn't it? The Oilers' next eight games after tonight's game against Tampa 
all eight of the teams they play are somewhere between 24th and 32nd in the NHL standings. The Oilers are in Vancouver. Like Vancouver's always given Edmonton tough games. We know that. They're in Vancouver on Saturday. Vancouver's currently 27th in the league with a 453 winning percentage. Then Edmonton is home to Columbus and Chicago next week. Those teams are currently, and I was surprised by this because I thought Anaheim was the worst team in the league. It may be based on goal differential AR, but currently Columbus is 32nd overall and Chicago's 31st overall. So those are the three games before we get to the CBA mandated. Uh, after the game tonight against Tampa, those are the next three opponents the Oilers face before they hit their bye week. Then coming out of the bye week, Detroit 24th, Philadelphia 23rd. Now Philly's won eight of their last ten games. Ottawa 25th. The Canadians, who were 5-5, five and five, I did not know that in their last 10 because I think they went through a stretch where they only won one of 12 games. The Canadians are 26th, and then Detroit again 24th at home. So 27th, 32nd, 31st, 24th, 23rd, 25th, 26th, 24th. Edmonton's got a chance to go on a nice little run here. They've won four straight. They get Tampa. They've traditionally played well against the Lightning. A lot of the discussion, frankly, around yesterday's show, and around town right now is the Oilers' deployment of 11-7 and 7, and the use of Philip Broberg and Vincent DeHernay. Here's Jay Woodcroft. Well, those two specifically, Broberg, uh, you know, he, it's not his first go-round. He, he got a little taste last year, um, you know, even in Game 6 when against L.A. when we are up against elimination. We felt good. About, he didn't play a lot, but felt good about putting him in that game. Um, he's someone that I think... Uh, continues to grow with the more experience that he gets uh, at this level. Um, I see someone whose best asset is his legs. Uh, I think he's a big uh, rangy type um, player that's strong and defends well, uh, but his best asset is his ability to separate from four checkers and make good plays on breakouts. Uh, for DeHarnay, uh, obviously his dimension is his size. Um, he makes it hard for the opposition to get to the net um, he stays within himself uh, with his puck play he makes good poise plays with the pucks but doesn't try and overcomplicate things he makes a simple first pass I think both of those players are excited about playing in this game tonight um, you don't uh, get to the heights that the Tampa Bay Lightning have gotten to three Stanley Cup finals in the last three years uh, without being uh, preeminent team in the league and I think when you see some of the names coming into our building tonight um, that gets everybody's attention um, there's a big two points up for grabs and we're going to give our best effort all right, so the Oilers, again, will go 11-7 tonight. Vincent DeHarnay, by the way, has played four games. The Oilers have won all four. Uh, he's averaging 12-39 of ice time. He's plus two. I think we all like him. Like, you know what? If you watch him play, it's hard not to like a six foot sixty man. And just, I'm just going to throw this your way. The Tampa Bay Lightning, Victor Hedman is 6'7", 224. Zach Bogosian, 6'2", 222. Uh... Sergachev is 6'1", 217. Cole, 6'1", 225. Chernak is 6'4", 224. And uh, Cal Foote, Adam Foote's son, is 6'5", 224. They have a big defense, and that's been part of what's, you know, they're, and, and not all these guys, have, obviously, Hedman and Sergachev and Chernak have been there for all three of, or, you know, all three of the Stanley Cup finals, two Stanley Cups. The Oilers are building a bigger defense. They're going to have trees on defense. Nurse at 6'4", 221. CC 6'2", 210. Kulak 6'1", 200. 
Uh, Tyson Berry, 5'11", 197. Broberg, 6'3", 199. He's going to end up being closer to 6'4", and, and 215. And Bouchard, 6'3", 194. And then DeHarnay, 6'6", 250. This is not an accident for Ken Holland. Ken Holland likes big, rangy defensemen. It makes sense. For any of you that have ever played at any level growing up, there's nothing more intimidating than when you play against a guy that's six foot four, six foot five, six six that can skate, that can get there, that can angle off. It is a different game. The days of Darian Hatcher, uh, you know, butchering you and Craig Ludwig hacking the crap out of you and uh, players of that Richard Mapp to Chuck, like when Dallas had those big nasty teams and Hatcher would fight once in a while and Ludwig, those days are gone. But it's a different type of defender. And size and range and taking away the ice and time and space, those are the keys. Because today's players, frankly, have better skills, the offensive players, than players of 25, 30 years ago. It's an undeniable fact. And more skill further down in the lineup because we don't use, you know, two guys in the fourth line, one that's a light heavyweight, one that's a heavyweight, whose primary function is to act as a policeman. We have skill guys further. Now, that said, there's some teams can maybe use a little bit of that uh, in today's game. So Edmonton's building a bigger D. Vincent DeHarnay is going to be part of the uh, equation for the Oilers. Six foot, six and a half, right shot defenseman, and he's 26. And here is Jay Woodcroft commenting on why DeHarnay's NHL trans- uh, transition has been so smooth. Yeah, simplicity for sure, but he's also a little bit older than most players are when they make their NHL debut. He hasn't even played in an NHL exhibition game up to this point because he was injured in training camp. Uh, I think he has a clear understanding of the type of player that he is. I think he has an emotional maturity to his game that now his physical maturity has caught up to. Um, I think he's hit the necessary development steps along the way and um, you know he's taking advantage of an opportunity I don't think he's phased by the league or or the opportunity that's in front of him he knows and was given a very clear message that when he got called up he wasn't here just because he's a good guy uh, we want players to not just make the team but make the team better and he clearly got that message he's comfortable in his own skin and and, um, you know, he showed well so far. But it's a day-in, day-out business. There you go, day-in, day-out business. Uh, yes, the Paul Yarvey scratch for the second consecutive game. Here's Jay Woodcroft. Our team has made the decision to go 11-7. and seven. And when you do that, one really good forward ends up having uh, to, to not play. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything uh, specific or egregious. It goes back to um, when Warren Fogle was sat out or Derek Ryan uh, was sat out for that matter. It's not like anyone was doing anything egregious or they cost the team in a certain way. It's that there are sometimes hard decisions to be made. Um, that goes back back to um, making sure our staff is evaluating things in the right way and um, in the end we made the decision that we made last game just like we did a few weeks ago when Fogel was taken out just like we did uh, last week in California when Derek Ryan was taken out and um, you know the team won the game. Right, final comment uh, in our Oilers Now Audio Vault goes to Jack Campbell. Twice this year he's had long-range bomber shots 
that have uh, siphoned through his catching glove, including one the other night. Now, it should be noted, he has changed his equipment. Here's the Oilers starting goaltender tonight on his catching mitt. Obviously tried a new set of gear and I had one glove to use and the new stuff came in and I made the switch after that goal went in and uh, yeah, we're good now. So I can look like Ad. You're making the save and it goes in. Is that just equipment failure? What do we... Uh, just a goal. I mean, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but um, yeah, I think we fixed the problem tonight. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's Jack Campbell. Twelve twenty-two in Edmonton. When we come back, we will get to our game day lineup report for McGuire Financial and dip into NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Twelve twenty-two in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, with you on Oilers Now. Now, you know that when that song came out, the video came out with that song, Brendan, which was probably around the time that you were born, uh, maybe a couple years later. I'm thinking it might have been... Wait, wait, I'm a 94, and I think Throwing Copper, which is this album by Live, came out in 94. Yeah. Uh, it confused the hell. The video confused the hell out of viewers. When, when much music and MTV actually showed videos... Uh, there were a lot of really perplexed uh, uh, people. Oh, the baby died. That's not what happened. In that was not the anyways. The whole spiel. Uh, yes, the Tampa Bay Lightning are in town. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, with you. It is currently twelve twenty-five in Edmonton, and we are going to go to the game day lineup report. Brought to you by McGuire Financial. Have the right teammates on your side for your financial future. For a free financial consultation, visit mcguirefinancial.ca. The Edmonton Oilers will go 11-7. and They come in with a record of 25-18-3. The Oilers uh, looking to improve upon an 11-11-2 home record. Uh, the Oilers third in the league in goals for 3.67. Connor McDavid up front with Leon Dreisaitl and Zach Hyman. All uh, averaging over 20 minutes per game and with a combined total of 85 goals between the trio this year. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins with Clem Costin and Matthias Janmark. Costin, seven goals last 10 games. Nugent-Hopkins, 11 goals last year, 63 games. And he already has 21 goals this season in 46 games. The Oilers, the only team in the NHL with four 50-plus point scores after Hyman picked up three points the other night. Ryan McLeod with Dylan Holloway and Derek Ryan. The Oilers rotated centers through on lines with Evander Kane, who played 17.09 the other night against Seattle, and Warren Fogle uh, over on the right side. Again, yes, a Pogliarvi healthy scratch. Should mention Devin Shore, conditioning stint to Bakersfield. Uh, the Oilers have five uh, what's considered AHL veterans on the farm already, but on a conditioning stint, the player in the conditioning stint does not count as a vet for those purposes, so uh, they don't have to sit out one of their uh, existing vets uh, that are currently down on the farm. Darnell Nurse, Cody Cece. We'll hear from Cece later on today's show. Brett Kulak and Tyson Berry. Philip Broberg, uh, plus eight over his last five games. Evan Bouchard, plus nine with four assists over his last five games. And Vincent DeHarnado, the 7D. The starting goaltender, Jack Campbell, 13-8, one of 3.36 goals against average. 86 save percentage. Uh, the Oilers, in terms of major reward winners, it's a stat in tonight's game. Connor McDavid, four at Ross, two Hart, three Lindsay. Leon Dreisaitl, not good enough to be in the Athletics' top 100 players of all time. 
Somehow I think if he was a Maple Leaf, he would have been. Uh, anyhow, I digress. Uh, Drysaddle, of course, uh, winner of the Art Ross Hart and Lindsay in 1920. The last six Art Ross Trophy winners are here. McDavid's won it four times. Drysaddle once. Kucherov once. The Lightning are 12 and 9 away uh, from home this year. Braden Point, if you had seen how tiny, small, and youngish looking he was when he got drafted. In the third round by the Lightning back in 2014, represented by Edmonton's Jerry Johansson, Braden Point Center's Brandon Hagel. What a pickup he was in Nikita Kucherov. Hagel from Mournville area. Stamkos with Sorelli, who scored the overtime winner for Oshawa. 2015 Memorial Cup, uh, beating Leon Drysettle in Kelowna. Alex Klorn, a pending uh, UFA this year. Nick Paul loved him. Great pickup. We'll talk about the Hagel and Paul acquisitions a little bit later on in today's show. Paul with Colton and Maroon last night. They had Belmar with Nemenstikov who's a UFA, and uh, Corey Perry. And Belmar and Derek Ryan are the only players in the NHL currently that started in a league at 29 or older that have played over 450 games in the league. Victor Hedman and Zach Bogosian, Ian Cole, Eric uh, Chernock, who was stolen, fleeced by this uh, ruthless Tampa Bay squad. They are. They play for keeps. Uh, Sergeyev and foot, and we will see Vasilevsky in goal. He's led the NHL in wins over the last five seasons. He's 2010 and won a 2.45 goals against average 918 save percentage. Major award winners, Kucherov winning the Hart, the Art Ross, and the Lindsay in 1819. Stamkos won the Rocket in 9-10, 10-11. Hedman won the Norris in 7-18. And most importantly, the Smythe in 1920. Vasilevsky, the Vesna in 1819, and the Smythe in 2021. There you go. That's an extensive look at your game day lineup report for McGuire Financial. It is 12:29 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you today. Louis DeBrusque is coming up for GCL Diesel, but not before a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.